What up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Sam's been the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. Make sure you continue to visit their website. Check out all their latest products. You can shop for their comforts in your own home as well, too. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, and they'll give you a free estimate as well if you go to WayToGrowLandscape.net. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the sports crime. 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that happened over the weekend that's sports-related that you want to bring to the airways, feel free to do that. Uh, we just ask you to be patient during the breaks and segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. If you want to check the show out live as it streams live, you can go on to the Facebook page of SportsGrind Entertainment or my personal page. You can log on. And you can stream the show and you can leave comments and we'll read them accordingly. Also, if you miss any of the episodes, you can go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the daily episodes as well. That is sportsgrindonline.com. 1-800-707-9760. What's up, Jonas? Ready to rock and roll. Ready to go. What's up, Mr. Sams? Not much, fellas. How we doing? All right, man. It's Monday, so let's get it going. Got a lot of stuff to get to over the weekend that happened over the weekend in the sports world. Um, first off, we've got the final four blue blood country, all out party going on in the final four major programs have made it. I thought the elite eight, even some of the sweet 16 action was good action. Congratulations to all the teams that have made it. Uh, we will talk here shortly and dive right into that. So you have that going on. Uh, the pros continue to roll on NBA as well, too. Your San Antonio Spurs find themselves uh, in this play-in hunt uh, after a weekend win over the uh, Pelicans. Um, and also you see that the Pelicans, the Lakers, lose yesterday, blow a 21-point lead to the Pelicans. That was got like a quote-unquote playoff type of implication game going into that. LeBron is, they saying his ankle's on fire, that his ankle's feeling terrible. You never really have heard LeBron talk really about his his body aching or whatever down the stretch. But they shut it down. Well, shut it down. That's a, that's a fair assessment or question, but I, I knew that there was no way that that was going to happen, not with what he's chasing. Because I think LeBron has known in his mind that he might not sniff another championship ever he might not even make it to the finals again forever you know but if there's one thing you can do is chase down captain kareem which you know the lakers show that showtime is doing on h i think showtime is it hbo no it's H, hbo right hbo winning time? hbo max yeah. it's you know it, it it looked cheesy when i saw the trailer a while back a few months ago um they got some actors in there that are like but it's pretty. It's pretty good. I, I like the way it's taking you back to that time in the uh, early '80s, late '70s when Bus bought the team. But it's very interesting. It really shows you a light on how Kareem really was. How he was, you know, Kareem was all about uh, swinging the black fist back then. He was, 
not a very approachable guy, but I think if anybody ain't checked that out, it's pretty it's pretty funny. It's weird how they do it and set up. But anyway, the real Lakers, this version of Lakers, they're struggling. They're really struggling. And this is the reason why also, even though our San Antonio Spurs find themselves in an opportunity to get in this playing game, this is the reason why I really want to do away with this situation quickly. I mean, it was here for the COVID situation, the shortened season situation, but the truth of the matter is um, these teams at the bottom are really not playoff-worthy teams. They're not. I mean, we should stick to the eighth. What? Well, well, just I mean, we're at and we're in March and Sweet Sixteen and Cinderella stories, and this opens up. We have yet to see one truly in the NBA, but this opens up that opportunity for a miraculous run. Could you imagine? As a ten, as a the tenth seed, you get to play in, then you go on a title run, and don't forget. You're, and I'm not saying I'm not saying the Spurs are going to do this. By no means am I saying the Spurs are going to do this. I'm just saying storylines for the NBA. Any team, you make it as a 10 seed. Even the Lakers, if they were to make it as a 10 seed, go on to win a title, and then they also get to keep that draft position too for being the 10th seed. Look, if I want my Cinderella stories, I'll stick to March Madness in college. Number one, the difference is is for the exception, which I think they'll end up being eight or nine, for the exception of Brooklyn, there's no team, whether it's this year, next year, I don't believe there's a team that is going to fall in the 10th or 9th spot and come in for the playoff game to go all the way to win a title. I don't. It's The difference between that and March Madness, March Madness is like NFL, just one day. I mean, one day. Uh, you've got to beat a team four out of seven. And usually in NBA, baseball, the better team, it's set up to be the better team is supposed to win a four out of seven. In football, it sometimes it doesn't work, you know, work out that way because it's, it's four quarters, one day, one elimination. March Madness, one and done. There's, if we keep this format, let's say if this format lasts for another 10, 15 years, there will not be a ninth seed or a 10th seed that will play in that playing game and make all run all the way to the title. I just don't believe it. And, and to me, I just feel like it's, it's, there's other things that can be going on, but I just feel when you look at what's going on, okay, uh, from the Pelicans who just got, I mean, one of them just got blown out by the Spurs the other day. Okay, I mean, they had their best offensive output, San Antonio, all year against the Pelicans. Then you look at the Lakers situation, and then those two play, excuse me, then the Pelicans get down 21 to the Lakers, and then they blow, and then the Lakers blow that. That's just no, that's non-playoff teams regardless. And that's just my opinion. They move on. But they're there. It is what it is. You've got that going on. Um, Also, uh, saying that Philly, uh, first of all, before we get to them, the uh, Hornets, they spoiled Kyrie's Barclays debut. You know, he came back to the Barclay. I've got first game he's played all year there since they lift the mayor, lift the vaccination mandates due to the Yankees and Judge. I'm sticking to that. Um, but they spoiled it. Okay, old Mellow Ball came in, did his thing. The Hornets really, you know, shocked them. Everybody thought the Pelicans, I mean, excuse me, Brooklyn was going to take care of that game. They fell short. The 76ers fall short in the desert, you know, ever since Chris Paul's been back. Their team's been complete. Um, something still, something's still missing with the 76ers. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Doc. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if Doc doesn't see this thing all the way through, you know, just for his last couple stops. You know, he's been kind of falling short. Uh, but they're 
still, and it's nothing to do with Embiid or, you know, not working with Harden. It's still early on that, and I think their chemistry has picked up quicker than what most people expected. But there's something missing about that particular team. But 76ers fall in the desert last night. Also, um, NFL, again, continues to roll on. Um, you know, there's still some decent big names out there in free agency. I know that it's come out with a report. Basically, a chart has showed the teams that have given out the most guaranteed money uh, this offseason in signings. I definitely want to take a gander at that. Um, there's also, you know, the Colts. They've made another coach and hire. They're bringing back, well, not bringing back, but they're bringing in John Fox, you know, uh, former coach of Carolina Panthers, former defensive coordinator of the Giants back in the day. Uh, former head coach of the Denver Broncos, they're bringing him on as a defensive consultant. And this is becoming a norm, and especially, you know, I'm going to credit again, you know, Nick Saban has kind of started this, even at the college level, that you bring in, you bring up titles for guys that you want to add to the staff. This one's kind of tricky to me because at the end of the day, they made a hire with Gus Bradley uh, to be their defensive coordinator, speaking of the Colts. John Fox is a well-respected defensive mind. He's been in the game a long time. Um, you know, I've heard Frank Wright's comments on that. Uh, he's also made some comments about Wentz, which it kind of proves what I thought. We'll get to that a little bit later as well. But in the hire that they made, um, it's kind of tricky, man, because, you know, I know Frank Wright has said, hey, you know, John Fox, we're not bringing him in to run his system. We're going to run Gus Bradley's system. Uh, but, you know, his mind, he, we want his input on how to tweak things on the system that we're trying to create. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, you know, any, you know, more defense minds can help, but that's a recipe for, you know, maybe mixed signals, this and that. But, you know, I'm happy for John Fox. I've always said John Fox is the perfect guy to hire if you're trying to get your team <clears throat> rebuilt. Like, if you got a project to rebuild up and be respected, he, he was the first coach hired by Carolina Panthers in their expansion year. He's gone on. He used to be under Bill Parcells' defense court. I got a lot of respect for him, but – He's not the guy that's going to get you over hump. But that's not what he's asking to do in Indy because he's not the head coach. He's just a consultant. You've got that going on. Uh, Cleveland continues to peak. Uh, Stefanski finally met with the media in regards to his thoughts, you know, on the Deshaun situation. Odell's been out there floating around. He made comments on that. Definitely commented on the Baker situation. So we'll talk about that as well, too. Baseball, we're only a few weeks open from opening day. Uh, Albert Pujols. Is going back to the Cardinals on a one-year deal, reportedly worth two point five million. Um, it's a thin line between getting it out of your system and just giving it up. You know, I understand when Albert left there a while back, over a decade ago, he had a lot. Of, he left for a lot of money. It didn't work out uh, in the long run. The big picture of things in, in Anaheim had a lot of injuries. Kind of got older. You know, kind of paid him to go away in the last couple of years. Uh, but he's found his way back to St. Louis. He's always going to be a Cardinal, uh, but he's going to be back, you know, because when I saw this, I thought, oh, you're going to do one of these one day and sign and retire. Nope. It's a one year deal. It's a one year deal at 2.5 million. So he still played 109 games last year. So it's not like he's completely washed. I don't know about completely washed, but I've seen Albert try to run around the bases, and I've seen, I mean, what, sticking him at first base? I mean, there's not, I I don't know. I mean, he's still one of the greatest hitters to ever play. I mean, I don't know how much of he's lost his hand and eye coordination. Uh, but you know, again, that's, that's St. Louis royalty. I'm pretty sure that didn't, it wouldn't, you know, hey, if you want to come back and play for peanuts, 
are damn near the league minimum. Yeah, you can have back. Maybe we'll sell a little more tickets, some more Albert Pujols, you know, jerseys to Bush Stadium. It just depends on how it goes, how, how it plays out. But I just thought that was when I saw that, I thought it was a one day type of contract just to retire, but evidently not. Uh, the the women's NCA continues to roll on as their march to the Final Four. Texas ladies come up short last night uh, to South Carolina. Uh, that was a good game. Uh, paid attention to that. This is usually when the women get down to their Elite Eight, you know, Final Four stuff. I usually take a you know paying attention to. Like I've been saying, the quality of women's basketball has improved tremendously over the last few years. Um, I remember years of doing this show that I wouldn't even bring up women's basketball just because I didn't have any reason to because I didn't pay attention to it. But now that the quality of games, even at the WNBA level, I mean, these girls are getting better, uh, better athletes. You know, the game is getting played, so it's very entertaining. But uh, shout out to the Longhorn women for a great season. Made a heck of a run. You know, UT is not really known for, excuse me, a basketball type of school, especially on the women's side, but... You know, shots out to them to having a successful season. So the women continue to march on to theirs. What do you got, Jonas? You could have all four one seeds. You have the last, final two one seeds in action tonight, uh, NC State and Louisville. Mm. And you could have all four one seeds in that final four. Talking about the women's side. On the women's side, Well, that's yeah. one of the things that I used to be critical about the women's because of UConn. I used to say, look, man, it's, it's, not, it's not entertaining. I never did tune in because UConn, it was like – UConn's going to be there. UConn's going to wake up. And then over the years, other programs such as South Carolina, other programs, Notre Dame's had their time, Stanford, you know, uh, you know they've closed that gap a little bit on Geno um, and UConn up there in Connecticut. But it's still, that doesn't shock me to sit there and say, because you're not going to have, like what we've seen in St. Peter's, Shout out to them, a good season they had. Uh, they ran up to a North Carolina team that's a buzzsaw. Uh, but you're not going to see that in a women's league. I don't. You're not going to see a team make a run from the women's side like you do the men because most of the top players in the country are really going to like three or four schools in women's basketball. You got like three or four programs that are fighting over the same blue chip girls in the country, your Tennessees, your Yukons, your Stanfords, uh, your South Carolinas, you know, those are the teams that are really in the last three or four years that has dominated in recruiting for the women's part. Um, but with that said, uh, a lot of us so definitely also, again, because I see some comments already on our Facebook Live, of course, the, the news today outside the sports world, well, it's kind of connected, you know, in regards to the Will Smith situation. I, You know, that's one of those situations that I can tell you my real thoughts in real time because, again, I wasn't paying attention to it. Nobody really, you know, the Oscars, to be honest with you, <clears throat> especially in our culture, but in general, no one really pays attention that much to the Oscars. And even if you do, you're tuning in really to see who wins Picture of the Year, Best Actor, and best female actor. That's pretty much, and that usually comes toward the end of the thing. So definitely was not paying attention to it, but got informed by it in, in my house. I'll definitely give you my thoughts on that. On there, that, that to me, that incident speaks a lot of things, a, on a lot of things, on where we're at in our country in regards to what we feel. Uh, those two individuals, not a good look for the culture, but it is what it is. I'll definitely get my thoughts, but I'll tell you this. I, and I'm not the social media person. Everybody knows that. But I can't think of any. It's been a while that I think 
anything has really broke the internet like this. I mean, I, I mean, even if you look at the Kim situation, Kanye, this is one of those like every other post. And I've got like almost 4,000 people on my Facebook. And I'll tell you from people that I know that don't even pay attention to stuff like that or whatever is commenting on this. I mean, the memes are, are, are running wild on this one. This one's going to be for a while. And those two forever will be, be linked on this situation, but definitely get my thoughts out on that sometime before we get out of here. Uh, but a lot of stuff rolls on, man. Uh, anything that I missed? I know you laid out on the fight weekend this week. Anything that happened I should know about? Nothing? I still have to quiet? catch replays myself tonight. I, I was, uh, out, you catch I was replays. out socializing this okay. weekend, Cal. Well if, you, well, if you have to catch replays, it ain't nothing worth talking about. Because if you didn't we, watch we it live. on Friday, it wasn't much yeah, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, if you didn't watch it live, then it damn sure ain't nothing to worry about if you got to do replays in the fighting world. But anyway. All right, man, when we get back, I definitely want to recap these games. Like I said, the final four is set. It's the original uh, blue blood, as they call it. Definitely get my thoughts on that individual and those games, what happened. Especially want to talk about the Kansas uh, game as well, also in Miami. Talk about that. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. Tiger Sanitation, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. Great company to work for. Do a lot of stuff for the communities. For more details, you can go to TigerSanitation.com, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, 1-800-707-9760. All right, well, let's dive into it. Um, and I see we'll get to your Facebook comments because I see everybody already talking about the Jada thing. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm coming to Jada's defense on this one today because I know in all culture, she's been taking some even prior to this, but but people putting this blame on her is ridiculous. We'll get to that. But let's, stick, let's, let's start with the final four uh, that's set. And I want to start really with Duke, the farewell tour that Coach K continues to be on. Coach K's in his bag, man. He's coaching his ass off from the time that, you know, from the zone uh, that he switched up on uh, and gets to uh, Arkansas. He kind of brought that back and went to them and got that game and won that. Um, look, I feel that, you know, Co- this was a very talented team, period, throughout the year. And, of course, there had to be major distractions for everybody knowing that this is uh, – you know, his last year as a coach, um, everybody kind of knowing that if you look at the way the ACC tournament, even before that, you look at the last game against Carolina, 
that they went ahead and got uh, blown out on at home and spoiled Coach K's last. It didn't look like a team that could maybe make a Final Four. But this is this is what Coach K does. This is why I think in my lifetime as a college coach, I think he's the you know I think he is the greatest in my lifetime. I know people will go back to John Wooden and all that. I went alive to see John Wooden. Um, you know, I was younger, very little when Bobby Knight was doing his thing. But Coach K has showed why he's the all-time winner's coach, and he's got a good look at this. And it's only fitting that they're going to draw North Carolina. And it's crazy out of all the rivals and all the the the, the tobacco road battles and all that they've had. This is going to be the first time they've actually met. You know, in the tournament in regards to a Final Four. You know, so this is it's it's only fitting, and maybe the college basketball gods have given this to us to set it up for Carolina and North uh, and Duke. But Coach K is definitely their plan. It's obviously because the kids, I feel like they know they could be a special. There's a lot of special Duke teams that's come through there, and trust me, growing up I couldn't stand Duke. I didn't like the only Duke guy I've ever liked, honestly, was Bobby Hurley. That was it. Christian Leitner made you hate Duke. Um, a lot of players didn't really like Grant Hill either when he said Duke. I didn't like it, but as I got older. And really what Coach K has done and what he's done with the Olympic team, what he's done, had the opportunities to go to NBA. Um, I'm kind of happy for him that at least on his way out, you know, he's going to another Final Four and has a good look at the title. So they're moving on. Um, also, Jay Wright. Like I said, there's something about San Antonio. Okay, there's something about San Antonio Jay likes. Hear that San Antonio Spurs? Uh, but anyway, there's something that Jay Wright likes about San Antonio because last time he was here, like I said, he won it. He's punched his ticket to another Final Four. Uh, now, they took a big blow. They lost their guard uh, with Achilles, and I knew once I saw that um, that that's what it was because it's crazy because the late, great Kobe, I've heard him talk about I've heard so many athletes. I've never, knock on wood, I've never had to deal with one of those. Um, damn sure don't want to deal with one at the age I'm at right now. Um, that's always been one of my worst fears, just to be on the treadmill. If someone's doing it, bam, it goes. But the one thing I've heard all athletes talk about, and you see this kid's reaction, is it feels like somebody kicked you in the back of the cab because everybody always looks. And you looked at him, he looked back like, man, what the, you don't call that foul? This man kicked me. And right there when he couldn't get up, I knew that was done. But Villanova, I still feel confident in them. Um, they still going to be a tough opponent. Uh, for Kansas to get get past, I think they'll overcome that. And it's just Jay Wright's team. I said it on Friday. They don't beat themselves. Villanova does not beat themselves. You've got to beat them. Uh, they play a very sound, disciplined style of basketball. They're underrated on the defensive side. I mean, because, you know, St. Peter's got a lot of credit for their defense. Um, you know, Duke's been locking down for the most part. Arkansas, with their length, they were getting a lot of run about their defensive skills. But you know what? Villanova can lock up. Villanova plays good defense. They're on their way, and they're punching their tick to the Final Four. Kansas. I felt like taking nothing away from Kansas, but I thought it was no excuse for Kansas. They drew the they drew the easiest side, I thought, in the Midwest. Um, yesterday's game, the only thing I can tell you, Miami, you know, I, I, I had brought them up a couple times on the show throughout the year. Um, I didn't pick Miami going all the way to the Final Four either. I don't even think, I don't even know if I had them going to the Sweet 16, maybe, but I don't know. But I will tell you, looking at that game and watching from start to finish, definitely a 180, a tale of two different halves. And I, Bill Self must have came in at halftime and tore the paint off the walls. He must have laid into him because if you look at, you know, they had that game kind of basically where, speaking of Miami, kind of the pace and kind of the style that they wanted in the first half. 
the and as soon as the second half started, I think their a uh, five out of their first six possessions were turnovers. And as soon as that they regained the lead, and there was a four or five, they went into halftime up five. And after the first timeout called, or even when the it wasn't even the first TV timeout, but it was the timeout call, they had found themselves already up by four or five. At that point, I knew that game was over. Just by the way Miami came out in the second half, they kind of looked like, you know, they were expecting a punch from Kansas, but you really couldn't do anything about it. Uh, you know, like they, they, they looked at a situation where it was just like, hey, we know we're about to get hit, but you know what? Can, do we have the confidence to hit back? Can we hit back? You know, similar to Chris Rock, what he was in the situation last night. But it's one of those situations to where Kansas was a tell of two different halves and they're marching on. So that sets up, you know, Kansas. Uh, versus Villanova, which is going to be must. And I think the last time I checked, I think Kansas is a, a four-point favorite um, in that one. And then you have the other one, which is North Carolina Duke. And Duke is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, I think, last time I checked. They'll probably go off at the same. Uh, but if you ask me right now on Monday, I might change this before we go um, toward the end of the week. But right now, if I had to pick both these games, I would probably sit there and say uh, Duke. And I would probably sit there and say Kansas. And the only reason, and and I might flip flop on that Kansas and Villanova because I have to take in the injury into consideration, uh, the guard, the kid that they lost. So uh, we'll see how it plans out. You know, they're marching themselves way down uh, to New Orleans, so we'll see how it's going to play out. But we finally almost putting a bow on the men's college uh, situation. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. Also, speaking of the magical run in St. Peter's. Uh, you know, they're the ones that fall short, uh, kind of, again, North Carolina is just really there. They've caught in hot at the right time, especially after that win in Duke on the road in the last game. They had a good day won the ACC. The deal is this. St. Peter's, nothing to hang their hat about. They created a lot of money, a lot of buzz for their school. Supposedly their head coach is has a deal in place or going to have a deal that accepts the coaching job at Seton Hall. This is what it's about. You know, it's very rare that you get the Brad Stevens of the world at Butler. Um, it's very rarely that you get coaches that, you know, um, even the head coach of Gonzaga, when you when you get in the Final Four, and you, I mean, excuse me, in the March Madness tournament, and you're able to have a coach from a mid-major school or a small school that doesn't get TV time, really people don't know too much about it. They're not on ESPN. They're not on Fox. They're not on, you know, the Big Ten Network. You just don't see them. And St. Peter's is a team that fell in that. When these coaches go on these runs and these jobs are open and they're upgrade, this is what's going to happen. You know, you can't be you can't have fault at him. I mean, the, from what I'm hearing, the deal's not done yet, but that doesn't shock me that the first time he gets to cash in cuz Seton Hall, that's the upgrade. That's an upgrade gig. And that's the whole point. So it's always some time of the year where somebody's going to get that opportunity and somebody's going to go on a run and then if there's other jobs going on, pretty much they'll go ahead and sew up those jobs. So we have all week to talk about it. We'll break down the matchups more when we get to Friday before we get here. But it's set, and it's almost there. And we'll keep our eye out on the women's as well, too, as that plays out. 1-800-707-9760. Also, uh, switching gears a little bit back to the NBA, to the pros, before we get into uh, football. And we kind of talked about it in the opening there in the segment about the Spurs situation. Now, they're off tonight. Now, who do they have, who do they have next, Jonas? The Spurs, I think they play in two days yet. Um, so they're off a couple of days. Yeah, and I'm grabbing you the uh, the next opponent. Right okay, now. so I feel that you know the Spurs are in a situation where 
you know, from the experience factor. I take that back. What's Play that? tonight against the Rockets. So they're back in action tonight the against into Houston. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a, a little stretch here. You've got the Rockets. So you really want to pick this one up because you're going to go against the Grizzlies. Um, the, and then you got a back-to-back against the Blazers at home. Um, look, the only thing that I can say is the experience that the young guys would get in a situation in that. Um, I, I don't really look at, again, and I said it last year, and we're going, well, the year before when we were in COVID, we we're talking about the playoff streak, and it's going to look, the ninth and tenth spots, it just doesn't do it for me. I'm not, in my opinion, I don't look at those teams as really play out, playing teams. I'm looking at the first eight. But from the aspect that they find their way with help from the Pelicans, that which they beat them in the last game, they get help from the Lakers. Because really it's the Pelicans, the Lakers, and the Spurs, and am I missing anybody that's really competing for that 9 and 10 spot? Did I miss somebody? I mean, mathematically, the Blazers and the Kings could still be a factor in this. Um, but it's really that, that 9 through 13-ish. Yeah, Blazers are Blazers is the bad Blazers. They're young. They're playing a lot of youth. I don't see them being a factor. And to be honest with you, I think this offseason they got to. And I think this offseason is the season they moved Dame Lillard. I, I think he, you know, from I understand he had his surgery. They kind of handled with gloves. He hasn't really played at all this year. I think looking at that team, and I've looked at them for the last couple of weeks now. And I and hey, I'm rooting for Chauncey Billups. Want to be successful? Okay. Diehard Denver fan and Chauncey from the Colorado area. I love Chauncey Billups. That team is a bad team right now because they just play a lot of young guys. But Dame Lillard should be moved this offseason. I'm predicting and calling it now that he will be traded this offseason. They've got to because he's not going to stick around. There's no reason for Dame. They I've been on record and saying this a hundred times. They should have blown up that team a few years ago. Uh, with C.J. McCullough started, but they're they're about two years late. They they moved C.J. this year. Finally, they're two years late. But I, when I look at this team, Portland, I don't see them as a factor. Even getting the ten, they just playing a bunch of young guys. And to me, I think Dame Litter. There's no reason for him to stick around. There's no reason for the organization to want to hold him around to stick through this major rebuild that they're going through or about to go through. There isn't, but they are still in the mix, and that that's a two game swing potentially if the Spurs were to lose the, uh, that back to back at home. And that, that that would really help Portland in, in their um, experience campaign as well. And 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 it really still the conversation remains: is do you want experience or do you want talent? Because that's the reason why you tank. It's not, not nothing's a guarantee, but you have a shot and more talent. And everybody says this team needs a star. This team needs a star. This team needs a star. Dejounte is not going to be it. Keldon's maybe. So do you want talent or do you want experience? And you've got, I mean, you're going to get a lot of experience in the final eight games here. Again, you're playing against Memphis again. Ja, whether he's on the court or not, that's a different story. You've got Denver, Dallas, Golden State, and Minnesota. Those are all playoff teams that you can get experience against and still maybe not push to win them. Check this out. I mean, I hear you. All I'm telling you is, yes, there's an experience factor, but I'm just telling you, when I look at these teams you speak of, and yes, they're not mathematically you know, eliminated, but I'm just telling you right now, none of these teams at the bottom are really true playoff teams. If it wasn't for this extra two, nine, or ten playoff game, none of these guys would be actually threatening to be into the eighth or eighth spot. And I, I just feel like it's something that I think that they need to go ahead and and do away with. 
because I don't look at, I mean, and I'd have to look at Portland's schedule toward the their last few. I'd have to look at them, and then I have to look at the, you know, the Lakers situation. I mean, I know for a fact that it's 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 realistically the Lakers could even miss in the playing game. I mean, they blew a 26-point lead. That is just not, to me, they've actually got, you know, they, they've tuned down Frank Vogel for a while now. I mean, if you blow a 21-point lead against a team like that, that has LeBron and Carmelo still on the court. I don't care if they're in their 50th year playing. At the end of the day, that to me is coaching. And I'm and even though I wasn't a big Frank Vogel fan, that just tells me that they're tuning you out of whatever adjustments that you're trying to make, whatever you're seeing on the court, they're tuning you out because that's no excuse. So I'm not even shy. Lakers, Spurs, Pelicans, Portland, none of those teams are really playoff teams in my opinion. And we're just and we're we're doing this for TV. We're doing this to extend. But if you're there, and and the whole tanking thing, like I've told you, Jonas, I've said a hundred times in this airway, you never heard me, and never ever going to sit there and say whether I feel like they need to get. I, I've said it before; they need to get out of no man's land. But I would have never expect this team and this organization, while Pop's still breathing on the sideline, to do anything of sort of tank or not play. The closest that they did is what they did this year: is decide to trade off the vets. Let DeMar go do all that, sit Rudy Gay out, get everybody out of here, and just play the young guys. That's the closest it's going to get. But they're still trying to compete and win these games. Yeah, but you, you know? still have young guys that you have to answer questions about. How, how, how much can Trey Jones provide off the bench as, a, as not just the backup point guard, but, but as a starting point guard? Should ha- something help happen to DeJounte? Get Primo more minutes going into year two. There's a lot of evaluation that still needs to be done, in my opinion, and I, I, I understand Lonnie Walker's hurt right now, so you can't fully evaluate him going into a season, uh, an off season where he's going to be looking to get paid, and some teams might overpay for him. There's, there's a lot more questions than there are answers on this roster, which has been talked about. Yeah, I mean, but now but- is the time where you can answer some more of those things. Why I would have sat. Dejounte and Keldon two months ago is an attempt to answer some of those. But they're part of the pro- they're part of the solution. They're they're part of the, they're, I mean they're they can't they can't be solidified yet as well. I got one more Spurs take too before we get out of here. When we get back, before we get out of that subject, I should say. When we get back, we'll get to Mike's phone call as well. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. <laughs> 